The following podcast is work safe. Gaming. Gaming. You can Welcome to the We Talk Games Breakout Bonus Level, our bobble of, once again, portable gaming. And now, usually, I am joined by Jade, and we talk about uh, mostly iPod and iPad games, but actually, I have Kyle Von Kubik on the line. Hey, hey! There he is, uh, the stranger's voice. You are. So I had a bunch of uh, portable games I wanted to talk about, and Jade wasn't available, so we, we had to fly Kyle into his own home. Yeah. So we could talk about portable games. I know that you have a couple of portable games you want to talk about as well. And, and plus, sure. we're going we're gonna to jump out of the iPad and iPod section, although we'll probably start off with the iPod, because that's what I want to start off with. Number one. Yeah. Here it comes. This Uh-oh. is some neat stuff. What do you got? Oh, oh! Hurt yourself, the game. Yeah. iPad edition did you ever, HD. Did you ever drop a pinball table on your hand? I don't know if you saw this, Kyle. New potato! New what? potato! Yeah, new potato. Yeah. Uh, remember when you kept sending me that link to the <laughs> iArcade where I could stick my iPad in the iArcade? I wanted I to be real so bad. <laughs> And then every time you saw some uh, somebody else post it, you're like, it is real, it is real, see? And then you had to retract immediately. Well, there is something that is real, and it's made by a company called New Potato. They make things for your iPod, actually. And the two things that I know that they make, one is um, uh, like a one-arm bandit jackpot machine. What do you call these things? Slot machines. That's it. Yep. Uh, and so it's a slot machine. You stick your iPod in there and you play the slots. Uh, you and pull it works. Down. Yeah, it works. You pull and down it's the real, unlike it is the iCade. Right. Uh, it's real. You really have to like playing the jackpots as well because it's a $40 uh, plastic thing that you stick your $400 iPod into or iPhone. So yeah. there you go. You have like a five. <laughs> I don't know. $500. Buying into that one. $500 jackpot slot machine. But if you already have the iPod and iPhone, then, you know, it's definitely worth it. But if you have these touches, um, the thing that I picked up was Pinball Magic. Okay. And what it is, it's a tiny little plastic pinball machine. It has a siren-type gimmick on the top of it. The, The backboard is four... LED lights that flash in different colors, uh, and you stick your iPod inside of it. It has two flippers on the side. It has a player select button um, in the lower left, and then it has a plunger. How this works is you download the free app called Pinball Magic, and then you play pinball on this wee wee pinball machine. It It has feet and everything. You know, so Very it's, cool. it's it's like so this, it's like a little toy you slide your iPod into exactly, and uh, you're playing pinball exactly. And now, how's the pinball? Now that's the only flaw right now. Hopefully they'll work on this and get it working. Now if you read the reviews on Pinball Magic, everyone sure. gives it like a one. Oh, it doesn't work. I'm dumb. I don't know how to read that. It says it needs this piece of plastic accessory uh, to go. All right, so you, you need know? the peripheral to play the pinball game. <laughs> exactly. Um, gotcha. So, you know, and it says that in <laughs> the I'm notes. I'm sliding my <laughs> finger all around. Nothing's happening. <laughs> yeah. 
So if you go to newpotatotech.com, you can find out about all these little uh, slide-ins. Uh, Jade turned me on to this, and, and I immediately had to get it. Now, I think I got Very it for cool. $30, because um, I can't see that I would have spent $40 for it. But if you're really into pinball and you're into uh, novelties, uh, you can get this. And it looks like there's other pinball tables for it. I haven't unlocked them or know even how to unlock them. And you know, as with most iApps, unless it's by a big company, there's usually not too much documentation about it. But this right. is a genuine article. I mean, the flippers do work. It's very responsive. The plunger is analog, of course, on the breakout shell. The problem is that the plunger on the game is digital. So as you pull it back, it's not really one-to-one um, mm. on the pullback. You like know. the PlayStation Move. Yeah, it's not like the Move, one-to-one. Uh, <laughs> the only problem is we haven't figured out what the other one is That's a, right. with that. But you pull it back, you watch it electronically go down, and you try to release it while, you know. there. It's hard. It's impossible to make a skill shot. Okay, okay, number one. Uh, the table that you start with is very old school looking. I love that about it. There's there's really no drop targets. There's a bunch of targets to hit. There's a center sort of magnetic whirlwind area right on the middle. And then there's like three bumpers and, and that's about it. And there, there's a whole bunch of slots up top, which is sad because it's almost impossible to make a skill shot. The flippers, there's another problem. You have to really wait until the ball touches the flippers because if you flip them wildly as the ball is coming down it will actually go right through the flipper okay sort of like jump the flipper but sometimes it gets stuck in the flipper and then flip flicks itself down so there's a couple of hit detection pieces that are off on this also the ball is like a white marble can i just offer like little juxtaposition here yeah all right so you said this peripheral is about forty dollars yeah Okay, with the free app for your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Okay, you could take that forty dollars, bump it up to ten, join the uh, PlayStation Gold network there, the Plus, right? Right. And get Zen Pinball for free. You can, you can. So, but it's and not play a, a real video pin on a large screen. But I, I guess, got... but it loses the novelty, of course, of it... sliding your iPhone or iPod into like a little toy pinball machine it does and i gotta tell you it really looks great now of course they can't have a, an led digital display on the backboard uh, right. because well you know maybe they that could would be cool that would be amazing but yeah. uh, i don't think apple would open up their system enough to allow that to happen if they have had a little led display that would be just amazing a dot matrix display but it does have this little siren, you know, area on top, and it does have the light set light up. And when you look at it, it looks beautiful because I don't know why, but the angle of this, looking at your iPod screen, it looks amazing. It doesn't look like a game at all. It looks like... Now, do the bells and whistles go off in correlation to the game? The, the lights do flash, and the, the spinner goes around. It, it doesn't really go around. It lights up, but it gives you the illusion of it's, you know, like a cop, like it's a cop light. Something. Yeah. Okay. They do light up in connection to what's going on on the table, and the sound all comes out of the iPod. So it, it's really neat. That's that's all I got to say. If you like pinball a lot, when your significant other sees you playing it, um, they will get a big chuckle out of it and just think it's amazing, and and uh, they'll love you long time. Cool. So that is uh, pinball magic. Head on over to New Potato Tech. Dot com And if you put slash pinball, that'll take you right to it. Uh, otherwise, you'll see some of their slot machines and other things that they're coming out with. I, I think that the $40 price tag must be because of packaging. This is a real-looking product. 
right. the packaging is blister packed inside of a, a beautiful cardboard design this isn't like something that uh, somebody made in their garage this was pressed <laughs> at a professional company it doesn't um, come in a ziploc bag no no and okay. you know it has it has the fcc the ce the rows the recycle you know all this stuff on it somebody copyrighted this little unit it's a professional design Okay. is what I'm trying to say. So they spent the money. It must be a premium product to even make and produce right. and, you know, get made in China. It's a real product. So Right. So what do you have? And it's so portable. Uh, the only problem is you really want to, wouldn't want to put it in your backpack because mm-hmm. although the legs fold down, okay. the backboard might snap off because it's, right. it it's permanently perpendicular to the table. So you have to gotcha. just be ca- cautious with that. Put it back in its box. There you go. What do you got, man? Well, there's been a smattering of uh, Android game talk, and I do have an Android uh, phone, and um, I don't you really use it for video game purposes at all. Right. Uh, I use it for, you know, business, email, and, and... Internet. You know, internet and tweeting for We Talk Games. Right. So, uh, <laughs> I, when I saw that there was a lot of talk from, uh, I believe, Vision X... Mm-hmm. was on the uh, the site there talking about some games he was playing. I was like, you know what? I'll give some of these games a try. Uh, I'll jump in there to see what's on the market. And, the, you know, there is a market there, and there, there's a lot of games on there. The ones that I've played, I haven't really been too impressed with. Uh, I tried the Pac-Man Championship Edition okay. on the uh, Android, and it has, you know, the slide controls with your finger, and it just wasn't happening for me. I You know, I have a lower-end Android, so oh, it, it was kind of laggy. And um, it just was not a lot of fun to play. But that being said, I did find an interesting game, I guess, which would be called Zombie Comma Run. Okay, so is it a running game? It is a running game because you're running around looking like an idiot. Um, What it does is it uses Google Maps uh, and GPS built into the phone, and then it will say... Make sure you're outside so we can get a good signal, and it will find your position, and then it will ask you, where do you want the goal to be? And you can put that anywhere. You know, you can put that 10 miles away or three feet away from you in position, and uh, then it will ask you what kind of, like, zombie outbreak do you want? Do you want a controlled outbreak, a frenzy, how fast do you want your zombies to be? And then from there, you play game, and you walk around looking at your phone, and uh, if you get too close to zombies, you aggro them, and they chase after you. And if you get hit by them, your phone buzzes, game over, they eat your brains. And um, not a lot to it. Kind of interesting. I kind of like the idea. The execution's a little sloppy because it kind of cheats. It just throws zombies randomly anywhere, you know, sometimes right on top of you. Uh, I found it's fun to go on the expressway and set my goal line for uh, the exit I need to get off to get home and then drive and watch the zombies chase my car, which is probably not the most legal or safe thing to do while no. driving. No. But it is fun. And then you get stuck in traffic and they eat your brains. <laughs> wow. So, uh, you know, it's it's cool, it's novel, and it's free. So if you got an Android, it might be on the, uh, the iPhone. I don't know. Okay. But if you have an Android, I know it's on the Android market. And uh, you can get it for free and, you know, try it out. Aren't there any anti-zombie droid games uh, laws in New York there? Like no. anti-texting and anti-zombie oh, droid Oh, texting, yes. Games? But yeah. there are no, there, there's no laws about playing uh, zombie comma run exclamation point in, in your, your car. car. 
pro player tip: don't swerve out of the way to miss a zombie. Just let the zombie. This attack. does not sound <laughs> safe at all. Do not. It's not safe don't at try all. this. Yeah, don't try this, anybody. I just do it just to watch the zombies chase my car. Okay, yeah, that that that's. I'm kind not of... actually playing, like veering into traffic <laughs> to escape uh, digital all zombies. All righty. But it's cool. It's you know, it's a part of this whole geocaching thing. Yeah, I know that even on the DS, there's some geocaching games where you collect treasures by hitting different Wi-Fi spots and things. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it's an interesting way. It's an t- interesting tool. I guess it just needs to be developed a little more. I can see how this would play into bringing the gaming experience outside of the devices and having devices as a tool and playing within the real world. What this is meant for is you go to the park. And you run around and people look at you because you're a dork. <laughs> right. Reminds me of the Magic Milkshake when we talked about how to be the ultimate gamer. Play yes, zombies. Guns and <laughs> dress up like a zombie. Yeah. This helps you. Plus, you so can... like that trauma film where they act out the, uh, the video games we talked about in an early episode. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. Uh, joysticks. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, I have to practice for Space Invaders, so I need 42 people to dress like them yeah. and then chase after me. Yeah, it sounds reasonable to me. But I think the best thing about this zombie game is you don't ha- even have to have any friends. You can just do it by yourself. Yeah, and look like a complete uh, loser. And then go home and have your half a pie that you buy at the Giant. And, and sing karaoke by yourself yes. in your bedroom. Definitely. Hey, speaking of Namco and horrible games, um, right? Namco must have had some type of bidding war or something. Who can make our puzzle game for Pac-Man anniversary party puzzle right. the cheapest Who's going to ruin game? our franchises? Right. And before, I had talked about Pac-Match Party HD. Right. And I still stand you by like this, this game. game a lot. I still like stand it. by this game. I think it's a great puzzler, great, uh, you know, blocking, matching type of puzzle game well curious uh, about a month or two later namco releases namco bandai games releases for the 30th anniversary once again pack chain pack chain it's developed by another company and uh this game is not not so great no uh pack chain is a game where the ghosts come up from the bottom Pac-Man sort of like floating on top of these multicolored ghosts, and he can also eat uh, power pellets that are scattered throughout the ghost. And if there's more than three ghosts touching one another, then right. you tap on that section, and it will pop that chain. And if you have more than say like uh, five ghosts in a row or something that will start this chain meter that freezes everything on screen and also if if a pack pellet's around you eat the pack pellet with your pac-man and you swipe to make him go back and forth and try to eat all the ghosts and that clears the whole level now that might sound okay if you could follow that (laughs) there's a pac-man just sort of wandering around as you're touching and accidentally swiping uh you try to touch once again, colored ghosts in mm. chains. And then you can swipe your Pac-Man around to eat power pellets and try to clean up the rest of the, the stage. That may sound all right. It may sound okay. It may sound fun. The problem is, is that you just start like tapping everywhere on the whole screen like a maniac. Right. Not even looking at what you're tapping. Oh, I hit a chain. Okay, good. Who cares? I'm tap, tap, <laughs> tapping, tapping, tapping. It's just not fun. So that's that. Pack chain <laughs> All right. Uh, so if you see Pack Match Party HD or Pack Chain, you're like, which one should I get? 
go with the first one, Pack Match Party HD. Now, a game that is available for both your iPad and iPod that I'm pretty crazy about right now is Train Conductor 2 USA. What's with you and the choo-choo trains? I like trains! I, I, I know. You're always talking about choo-choo train games. They're awesome. Okay, All number right. one. And this one is very good as well. And it's sort of a puzzle game. You hold it in landscape mode, and there's mm. four tracks that will go across. And you go through different cities all over the united states well one's not a city one's a a national monument new york miami nashville las vegas grand canyon and i think new mexico my new mexico's locked but each state and there's also a coming soon up in washington i don't know if that's coming soon for me or coming soon to the game Uh, but to washington yeah and you know who who knows it might be like uh, yosemite or half dome or something like this but you start in new york uh, i believe new york or miami and New York, you, of course, have subway systems. Uh, Miami, you have regular choo-choo trains. And it's it's between trains and ghosts, okay? Okay. <laughs> Why ghosts are going Two down Two of my tra- favorite things and yours. <laughs> Why ghosts are going down a track, I have no idea. They're heading towards these ecto-catchers, like from Ghostbusters, the traps. Oh, spirit and, tracks. I heard about this game. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Uh, but it's, it's these traps and you have to try to, uh, make the ghosts avoid them. And, and there's like the one level, there's orange ghosts and blue. I'm explaining the least appealing pieces of this uh, game uh, first. <laughs> I so I can right get here. into the good parts. Yeah. <clears throat> there's parts where there's blue ghosts and orange ghosts and around the edges of the tracks on the top of the screen, there's orange ghosts all cheering on the orange section on the bottom. There's blue ghosts cheering on the blue ghosts and you have to flick the orange up and the blues down. And that actually gets kind of confusing as uh, it speeds up and more ghosts uh, swarm down the tracks. But when you're playing games with the trains, you'll have fast trains, you'll have slow trains, and the tracks are numbered one, two, three, and four. And as each train comes out from either the left or the right, they'll say one, two, three, or four. And what you have to do is draw a line from the track they're on down to the track or up to the track that they want to get to, their destination. So you match up the train ones with the track one, trains two with the track two, et cetera. And now can I play this while driving my car? You better not. No, you should not. <laughs> you should not. And because of how they come out, and you can also tap them to stop them. Okay. So you're just trying to direct and drag new tracks to make all these trains reach their destinations. And some go really fast, some go slow, some are really long, and things like this. So it makes it very challenging. And each stage sort of has a little twist on the play mechanic. Like in the Grand Canyon, you'll have trains that are more more old-fashioned type of trains with the cow catchers and stuff like that. And the trains uh, will actually uh, dead end at the canyon. So they'll stop at the edges of the canyon, and then you have to draw a track across the canyon to help that train reach its destination. But there are these like coal car trains that won't stop. They'll drive right off the cliff, and then it's game over. And as soon as you crash or lose one ghost, the game's over. So this can also have a very low-scoring type of iPad game, which I love. You know, I love the iPod games and the iPad games where your score is like two. (laughs) Um, You know, I I love that. So you can have a very low score, even though you did a whole lot of messing around. And you you can allow the the trains not to reach their destination. Uh, That doesn't go against you, but it it does uh, not count towards a higher score. 
So that's what it's called, Train Conductor 2 USA. I think that there is a, a trial version of this. And I think if you play it, I think that you'll uh, you'll want to pick this up because it's relatively inexpensive and it's, it's, a, it's a real blast. And especially if you love choo-choos like me. And who doesn't? Right. Me. What train game do you... What? <laughs> what train game are you going to talk about? Well, speaking of spirit tracks, okay. uh, Zelda. Let's talk about Zelda a little you bit. You know, I, I know you're probably not going to talk about spirit tracks, but I cannot no. wait for spirit tracks to come out because I love trains and I like Zelda and I like Zelda on the DS. I, 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 it came I out. I right? played it one day and that was. Yeah. I haven't picked it up since. I know. But I got to tell you, there's something really neat before I let you go, and uh, I love to, to just hear myself talk. Uh, sure. If you go to, like, uh, the Wiggly, if you go to the Wiggly Mini Mall. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome because uh, you can pick up gaming peripherals, gaming strategy guides, and things like this almost at Amazon. You would say the exact same price you would pay at Amazon. You pay at the exactly Wiggly Mini Mall. Yeah. So just go to WeTalkGames.com and click on the Wiggly Mini Mall. Uh, and they, they have the hard bound, the faux leathery guides for Spirit Tracks. It's really a book. <clears throat> Wind Waker. Yeah, it's yeah. a book. Uh, you know, all these Zelda books, um, all these Zelda games have versions of their strategy guides in this faux leather. You, you get like a, a map inside of it that's on cloth. You know what I mean? Right. It looks cheesy, but... but Parchment these... paper with Ganon's blood on it. Exactly. It's really cool. But, you know, you have this for Twilight Princess and all that. And it's, it's really neat. It's a really unique thing to get. And... You almost when you get it, you almost feel like not opening it, you know, because it's such. Right. You know that five, ten years down the road, you know, <laughs> this is going to be like worth more than the game is. Yes, because everyone yeah. bought the game and no one bought this hardcover version of the strategy guy, and they're all like around under twenty dollars. So right now, what Zelda are you talking about? Well, staying on the path of Zelda and collectibles, let's go back a few years. Um, do you remember the Game Boy Color? Love it. Okay, and did did you ever play The Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages and or Seasons? That one I have not played. See, neither have I. Okay, now I'm a big mark for Game Boy. Yeah. And uh, as of recently, I've been going back and actually gobbling up a lot of the old Game Boy games that you're finding in bins now at places like your GameStop or Play and Trade. Okay. And there are some treasures in there. Oh. And I was able to pick up Zelda Oracle of Ages. If you go to the Wiggly Mini Mall right now, getting this used, cartridge only, you know how much it's going to run you? Uh, $500? $600? Close. $18. Okay. For just the cartridge. Now, brand new in the box will run you about $150. Whoa! Well, new, yeah. new Any type yeah. of new games, except, the, you know... Um Starlight model runway. Mary Starlight Kate and Ashley Olsen's Horse Adventures. Exactly. And Star Which, well, it was a terrible game. I'm it was? very disappointed that I bought that. I did buy it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I picked this up for a steal because I only paid $2.99. Wow. Yes. Sell. Um, yeah. So, definitely be sure to uh, go to those establishments and uh, take advantage of their moronacy, if that's even a word. It is. Um so, yeah, I picked it up, and this is uh, what I found out. It is the start of the whole Nintendo slash Capcom joints of bringing Zelda uh, to the portable realm. Uh, I thought it was with Midditch Cap. 
Oh, but evidently okay. it started earlier with these games. And originally these games, there were supposed to be three in this series, and they were all supposed to connect in each, uh, you know, connect with one another or continue the story, a la the Triforce, the three pieces of the Triforce coming together. The idea uh-huh. was scrapped, and it was only two. It was Oracle of Seasons and Ages, and there is some crossover happening. The problem is I don't have seasons yet, and I'm not going to buy a cartridge for 20 bucks when potentially I could find a cartridge for $3 <laughs> yeah. in a bin. Sure. So I'm going to wait it out a little bit. These games came out in 1998, and they are on the Game Boy Color, so playing it on your Game Boy SP is going to be in full color, and it's very pleasing to the eyes. And uh, beautiful cutscenes happening, and it's a Zelda game. If you liked Link's Awakening on your big chunky Game Boy, like I did, or even if you played, I think it's just Link's Awakening DX, right? They they redid the game in color again. Mm-hmm. You're gonna love these games. It's more of the same. I'm excited that I got it at such a cheap price. It's a new experience to me, even though it's over ten years old at this point, and uh, it's very exciting. I'm excited about something that I own. I own a Game Boy Micro Famicom edition. Right. And that is just the cutest. I mean, it's so tiny. Yeah. And the, the problem was that they came out with these, like, right around the time the DS was coming out. And that's I think the be DS a- was out. Yeah, it was. That. Yeah, yeah, it was, like, right around that time. Yeah. So I, I got now. Now they're quite valuable, but I have the box uh, and everything. Yeah. It's really neat. And it, it, it comes with its own case. It's like a pouch. It's like a penny. <laughs> it's a penny pouch. It's uh, the super thinnest type of fake cotton pouch, thin thing that you could ever get. But it also comes with its own little cleaning thing. Now, what so, I've heard about these, though, is they're actually not that comfortable to play. The micros? It's yeah, not bad. The, the screen's just, a little too small, and the, the, the system itself is kind of just too close together, so it's a little strenuous on the wrists. Well, you know, hitting the triggers is, is a little odd, but I have no problem playing, and I have very large hands, but it is very tiny. So, yeah. you know, it looks great, but <laughs> you need the, the magnifying lenses to, to see it. But, I, you know, there, there's nothing more portable, uh, I think, than this thing, and, and a lot of right. fun. Um, it's just funny because, you know, there wasn't a big gap as far as years are concerned between the Game Boy SP and the Micro. And it just goes to show you how outdated that technology was, even up to the point when the SP came out, that they could make it that small. Right. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I didn't want to really talk about this, but this is another Asterix type of game. And it was uh, it's called Knights. Knights. Real-time strategy, Knights RTS. Doesn't get a lot of play on my systems, but it is one of these star games that will play on your iPod and your iPad. And it's supposed to be like a real-time strategy type of game. Okay. The neat thing about this is that it's made by Hudson. That's sort of why I have to bring it up. I'm, I'm really in my NEC mood, my TurboGrafx mood. If you don't know, Hudson helped develop the Hue Card technology for NEC. So Hudson was a big, big brand name behind the original TurboGrafx uh, PC engine. So when I, when I saw they developed this real-time, uh, this RTS called Knights, I had to just try it out. It does work on both your systems. It's beautiful art. It's all hand-drawn. And you fight different types of blobs and things like this and and zombie type people and you know just little gremlins it's it's all things you've seen before you have knights you have elves you have archers and you try to tap to make them go towards the opponents you can slice by um sliding you can tap you can 
send magic spells. It's all very difficult to control. It takes it takes a long time to remember how to control it, and if you don't play it in a while, you actually have to go back to the tutorial and try to relearn how you do these things. But it's it's all beautiful hand drawn stuff, and if you like games like oh I don't know, um, sort of like East, but a top down version of East or even you thing. mean wise of course yeah wise east or or something like um newtopia maybe uh it's sort of like in that art style but not necessarily in the okay. gameplay like i said it it's it's lacking a little in gameplay and each level is very short so you do one mission at a time and it's usually defeat all the people the game's over <laughs> if you lose all your team uh and then at the end you get raided and, it, you know, I normally get a D because I forget how to play. But then when I remember how to play, I can get an S or an A or things like this. So that, that's kind of neat. Just that's sort of a segue into nothing. But Knights RTS is out there. It's by Hudson. If you want to support Hudson and you like that type of hand-drawn art style game and you see it on sale, uh, I would say pick it up because it works on both your systems. Another thing that works on both your system that's free Right. Or as the kids like to say, freemium. Uh, oh. You might have noticed we farms. Nice. We farm came out by. Yeah, e- I got my email from you about this. Did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come join my farm. Deletion. Ah. This is a game by Ingmoco. Uh, and if you say, well, I already own We Rule, and I do farming in We Rule, yeah, yeah. It's it's we farm is sort of like we rule except it's a little more farmy based as opposed to fantasy warlocks and things like this doing farming. Okay. <laughs> you know, if you've yeah. ever played we rule, it's sort of like fantasy based and then farming happening while you're doing your fantasy. Warlocks tending the field. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now that, that's not too far off. But uh, the we farm is is similar as well. And you might have even played this on Facebook and things like this. I'm not sure how this all interacts. Nope. And well, I, I tell you what, I know someone that has been playing it for some time, and that's Jade, because I went to his farm and he has like gorillas and everything else running around. I'm like, what? I didn't, I don't He's even got see gorillas that. driving tractors. I don't even see that on here. He's got like Ferris wheels, and I'm like, what the? But when I see free, I think, oh, I'm gonna, I'll give it a try. You know, I never even played We Rule. And that's right, your price point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but. It's kind of funny because earlier in the day, I went to our buddies over there at Jinx. And one .com. Jinx.com. And one of their T-shirts that they have is, I don't care about your farm. Right. And I don't play Farmville on, um, on Facebook, and I don't have anything against people that do. I don't know how it really plays, but I have a feeling that it's very similar to this Wii Farm. Um, okay. Like I said, this wheat farm is a little more geared towards farming. The structure of it's a little bit different. Uh, a lot of the same vegetables that you can grow in your garden, you can do on We Rule. So after I played We Farm a little bit, I jumped over to We Rule while some of my, uh, you know, corn, or, well, actually the corn goes pretty quick, but some of my other vegetables were in the ground. And while that was taking its time to go through, unless you want to freemium yourself <laughs> and buy like a $5 gallon of uh, grow, or they have like $10, $50, and a $100 grow thing. This is like the mojo of the Wii Rule. So if you don't want to sit around for 21 hours till you have string beans, 
Mm. You just buy this grow and you press the button and voila, you have string beans and now you can I find grow rather and, frothy, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, I, I just you know, I can wait. I can wait. Yeah. But the the thing about this uh this game, and I guess this has been out for a while, this Wii Farm, because I don't know how else Jaden could have done it. The thing that attracted me to this was because they just added a piece. If you're at level 17 to 28, you can buy crop circles and and meteorites <laughs> crash to Earth, and you have right. you know these uh, green aliens come out of UFOs and things like this. And I got it. I got to see what this is about. If you have farming with this fantasy stuff in it, um, right. I think this might be pretty interesting. So of course I'm not at level 17 to 28, so I ca- I can't buy any of these things. But I'm, nope. I've been. <laughs> I've been building my farms and, you know, building a well and all this other goofy stuff. And you can, you have chickens and remember to pet your chicken and then it feels loved. And, right. uh, and then you send it off to, and you don't send it to the slaughterhouse, the ducks, the chickens. You send it to the fair for a mm. contest. Oh, they get to, judged. It tries to win the prettiest, you know, duck contest or something. Right. But so if instead of slaughtering them, you just <laughs> ruin their confidence. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. But you don't get to see that. They just go there, and, and then you get points for that. And you get extra points, I guess, if you pet them multiple times uh, during, <laughs> right. their, during their gestation period. And you can have uh, pigs, and uh, there's milking cows and stuff like this, and all this other type of stuff. You know, everything you probably see in Farmville. But the unique thing uh, about Wii Farm, uh, much like Animal Crossing, is that, you know, in Animal Crossing, if you don't log in in a long time, you get weeds and things change. People move around. People move out. You miss opportunities. In Wii Farm, of course, each crop has its own time period for it to mature. Right. If you don't log in within a certain sweet zone, your crops will go bad. Now, did that happen in Harvest Moon? I, I can't remember. Oh, I don't think that happened boy. in Harvest Moon. Uh, I think they just waited there for you, but uh, yeah, yeah I think it was it's been a long state. time. Yeah, I, you know, I, I really would like to start one of those up again. It's just, what system do I want to play that on? Probably one of the handhelds, I think. You know, the only one I played it on was uh, the original Game Boy. That was the only one. Okay. Yeah, that was okay. good. That was fun. Yeah. Pro player tip, when the fairy asks you if the golden axe that wasn't yours is yours in the cavern, yes. don't say yes. Don't lie. Oh. You'll never get it. Aha. Uh-huh. And it the ruins fairy the knows. game for you. So pro player tip there. I didn't know that. Yeah. That'll really F up your situation. I see. I see. So, and and the, the Wii Farm and the Wii Rule are both, of course, these plus games where if you get your friends to join through saying, come join my farm, then you get extra points and charisma and all this other type of goofy stuff. Of course, in the, in the Wii Rule, you you barter with Mojo, yeah, which is a lot more what? appealing. Yeah, Mojo is it's a what racy you, game, evidently. Yeah. Mojo is what you use to make uh, crops develop instantly instead of oh, uh, to, oh. to grow. G-R-O, by the way. Gotcha. Who thought of that? What that flip, please? So that's your freemium uh, fix for this. And that's, that's my last iPod and iPad game. What else we got? Well, I got a game that I didn't really buy for myself, but I bought for my significant other, Kimberly, and that's Professor Layden and uh, the Unwound Future. Fantastic, because I got to tell you, I don't know what my Nintendo DS is for anymore, except yeah. for running a system update. That's all I got. <laughs> I know. And I got to tell I you, touched mine in a while either. Th- those games that they sell in in the store, right. I just don't know who they're making these games for. It, it seems like it's just kids' school projects. <laughs> For babies? No, no, not even for babies. Just like, <laughs> here's a tech demo 
Five dollars, you know? Home economics. Look what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Underst- I, I don't understand. You know, yeah. I don't know who's developing for this. Right. Uh, and then Ma- the Nintendo macaroni games. diorama <laughs> DS. The Nintendo games are fine, but everything else is like Joe's and Garage made this, and that's why Mario Kart is still at the top of the charts. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I got her, uh, Professor Layden and the Unwound Future. And for you, Professor Layden fans out there, it's more of the same. And that's a good thing. It's uh, another little mystery in a world of uh, intrigue and lots of puzzles. I've been watching her play and, uh, you know, helping her along with some of the puzzles. Very math heavy this time, at least I found in the uh, early stages, a lot of math centric puzzles, but uh, a lot of fun. And I love the quizzes. I I think these games are great. And uh, I'm looking forward to the Nintendo 3DS and what Ooh. Professor Layden is going to bring into that system because I can only imagine how the puzzles and the 3D will be integrated into each other. Hey, you know, speaking of 3D, uh, you talked about it. Can't they do something with lin- like lenticular printing for 3D televisions? And I guess, Well, lenticular uh, screens. Exactly. I guess, uh, I guess a company finally did it. It doesn't yes, look very good. It would appear that that's what they're doing. I think we talked about that, too, when rumors of this uh, 3DS were coming. Uh, right. or rather, they were around about it coming out. And I said, uh, you know, I believe it, it would probably be like a lenticular situation where two screens would be on top of each other, displaying two different images to make that 3D effect happen. Oddly enough, you bring that up. Big breaking news. Uh, the VP of Epic said that... Um, the 3DS is not powerful enough to run the Unreal Engine. Oh. Shocker, right? <laughs> Which I thought it was on going Twitter, to? Like, when has Nintendo ever put out cutting-edge hardware? Well, the, the, and, the no, N64. The, the N64 was, was much more powerful than the, the PlayStation, but it controlled like PUP and... Everybody that was really cartridge based. Yeah, and it was cartridge based and everyone was, you know, pushing that system a little bit too hard out the gates, I think. Right, and not enough software to back it up. But, I mean, even the the N64, it it had too many trappings. Uh, For the last 25 years, Nintendo has made it, you know, it's their company's culture to take common, almost outdated technology and turn it into something else. That's what they did with the Game Boy. Uh, you know, that's what they did with... This. I mean, the Game Boy is a perfect example. Look at the Game Boy and compare it to Game Gear and the uh, Lynx. And <laughs> mm. how did that one come out on top and so dominant for so many years? The, you know, the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo... Yes, the N64 was powerful in some aspects, but particularly in sound quality, it was not. And the GameCube was a step back, and the, <laughs> the Wii is a GameCube 2.0. Yeah. And yet, they are a dominant player. I, you know, I just found the, uh, the comment to be, I don't know, a little ignorant to the history of this company, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, go over to Sony, probably a handheld that sees even less play than in the Nintendo DS. And, yeah, I got uh, one of those somewhere. <laughs> hey, I got to tell you, if you right now, I uh, you know, Sony dropped the price of their PSP Go's and their PSP systems, I think as well. And a lot of the PSP Rightfully Go's, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the next one's coming out. You heard about this, right? No, I didn't hear about it. It got leaked. It got dropped. Um, ah. Some software developers have, you know, uh, Demo, uh, what are they called? Dev kits. Yeah, dev for- kits. PSP2? I see. I see. Well, they're trying to blow these out. I think it's like 150 or 160 for a PSP Go with three games. You you will get uh, Little Big Planet, SOCOM, 
and Ratchet and Clank Size Matters, or as I like to call it, One Free Game. Gotcha. Yeah. So so you can get that, that package deal. Uh, now, a couple neat things. Uh, Choinoki is available for the PSP Go or the PSP, which, as you know, is one of my favorite shooters. There is a PSP version. Also, the PSP One games, uh, the PlayStation Store started releasing... A Japanese section of PSP One games and Choinoki. Yep, Cho, they only have two games right now. Choinoki is one of them, which has that is my favorite version of uh, Big Brother uh, Choinoki uh, of all the Choinoki games, even over the PC Engine version. So that is my favorite version. It has some of the greatest music, some of the funniest bosses. Uh, you fight this one boss that is sitting like on a flying toilet uh, UFO type of thing, and this metal thing comes out from around his crotchal area. Yeah, and <laughs> shoots. Tell me more. Shoots lasers at you and stuff like this. Nice. So uh, that is there, and um, another one is uh, a shooter. I think. Um, I think two more actually dropped this past. Oh, Tuesday really? Because I think. Okay. Wh- I want to say, is it Magical Drop? Is that a puzzle game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Magical Drop? Yeah, that's Drop? on there. Oh, and something else is on there as well. Oh, very good. Yeah, so yeah. They're, they're starting to bring out the Japanese PlayStation 1 games. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know how over these PS1 titles are. Could they do it any later into the console <laughs> being out? Well, you know, I mean, we always dreamed about playing PS1 uh, on the go, as they say. But right. It's just it just doesn't have uh, it's it looks old you know it looks old sure most of these games because they because the PlayStation one was such a powerful 3d system at the time most of the games are 3d so when they bring them out nowadays that technology just looks I mean older than old doesn't. oh yeah. Gaia seed Gaia seed was uh, one of the old other shooters which is a great shooter Oh, but the game I want to talk about, if you do get one of these PSP goes or you have a PSP and you're like, I don't know, there's nothing to play because I That's already made God of War. Yeah, um, there is a fantastic game and it's by a smaller company. And it's called Patchwork Heroes. And you might have heard of this. Uh, yes, I did. So this is a really neat title. And um, what this is, is a very cute, very stylized game. Now, when you look at it, you, you look at Patchwork and you think, oh, it's a little big planet. But it's nothing like this. It's a play mechanic like Kicks. Now, who doesn't like Kicks? Whenever you bring up Kicks or Kicks 2 or Super Kicks, people always say, I love that game. Yeah. You know, you try to draw a little area and then it fills up that area. Well, this is sort of similar to that, except that it's like Kicks with little characters. And these little characters are little wee-wee guys and gals that um, sort of look like these uh, worry dolls that you stick under your bed. That's what it sort of comes... I don't know if you ever saw those. I don't have any dolls under my bed. (laughs) There there are these tiny, teeny tiny little dolls made out of thread uh, around like a toothpick. They're very funny because they're all handmade and you just wind thread around like toothpicks. And you right. can put little hair on them, but it's just wound thread uh, that okay. makes these tiny little dolls. Now, they don't really look like that, but that's what it reminds me of because they're so small on screen like this. And it's like a pack of these people, and they'll fly in these really weird flying machines. It's very heavy on the gab. There's a lot of, if you want to read the story, there's a lot of story mm. to it. Too much for me. But I get the gist of it, and then I go in. And what you do is there's these big giant ships these flying ships that are going to drop bombs on the cities below. 
and you fly your little chug-along helicopter type of thing and you land on this giant ship and then you get out with your crew and you want to try to keep your crew alive your crew can make holes in the ship to okay. cut parts of the ship off but where the interesting bits of it come along you also try to rescue people that are held prisoner on this 2d type of patchwork ship and mm. there's places where missiles are being fired at you and you have to dodge them while you're trying to cut around you know like your little kicks patterns and uh there's spider there's robot spiders that are after you and if they lock on you they'll chase you and you have to try to run away well i know jade's sold now <laughs> exactly yeah like sure spiders. yep but you know there's all little types of neat things and it is sort of like an action kicks game with tiny little worry doll characters so mm. yeah, i think it's like 10 bucks 15 bucks something like that but definitely worth it if you want to sit there and, and play through uh, level after level after level you could do that or if you want to just take one level at a time uh, on the right. bus or whatever it's it's perfect for that as well well i gotta thank you for uh, getting me this game yep. for my birthday which is passed uh and the other game <laughs> that i hope to talk about on uh this next episode of We Talk Game. I cannot wait. Uh, I can. <laughs> oh, okay. Very good. And uh, if you're a Plus member, you'll notice tons of minis coming your way. Yeah. Like Cahoots and uh, Aero Racer. Or as we like to call them here at We Talk Games, Turds. Yeah. Why, why is this on my... Why is this on my Digital PSP? pollution. Yeah. This PSP is so powerful, and yet they have these little, um, you know ball in cup games well that's it for me hey we touched on a lot droid ipod ipad psp game boy game boy Boy color and uh, ds wow is it safe to say we ran the gamut we did i like saying we ran the gamut that is what i call portable gaming bobble nice Hey, thanks for joining me, Kyle. I hope that you enjoyed the show, and I hope you pick up every single one of the games we mentioned because they're awesome. Talk to you soon, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,